Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of Brave X Empower, a podcast that discusses gender inequality and bullying in STEM. I'm your host, Michaela Pellerin. Today we have another special guest joining us, Maria. Hi, Maria. Hi, Kale. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Thank I... you for, for having me on the podcast. Oh my gosh, of course. I think you are so inspiring and I'm so happy to have you here with us today. Could you provide a little personal introduction? Yes, of course. So as you mentioned, (laughs) um, my name is Maria Rodriguez. And I, at the moment, um, I'm actually competing for Miss Massachusetts USA, and I'm representing Agawam, um, the town of Agawam. Yes. And um, I just moved to Massachusetts um, about three years, three years ago. I'm originally from Hartford, Connecticut. It's about, you know, 30 minutes from, from Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, and for work, um, I currently work with the department of transitional assistance and I pride myself in the work that I do. Um, when it comes to social work, um, it's, you know, what I, what I wake up to every day and what I love doing. Um, and I have an unestablished nonprofit organization. It is called give with love. Um, and the mission is to simply provide resources to families or individuals who are in need. That is so amazing. Congratulations on your local title. Thank you. It's very exciting. (laughs) I can't wait for you to compete. I will absolutely be following your journey. Awesome. Yes, please do. I've seen you've done lots of community service work so far. How has that been going? Yes, um, that has been going very well, actually. You know, I mean, I love giving back to the community um, and I simply just love giving. Um, to, to people as well. And that has just been very rewarding to see the smiles on, you know, people's face and just the, the compliments that, that I get from it as well. And, you know, knowing that I have made a change in, in someone's day. Yeah. Service work is so important and it's great that you find time to, you know, make it a priority in your busy schedule. So I applaud anyone that works hard to give back to the community like you do what has been one of your favorite events it's a tough question you've done so many yes it is (laughs) yes so many to choose from um actually I I would definitely say my favorite one would actually be um the back to school um, event that that I hold um through give with love you know I'm I'm able to collect um school supplies you know being from book bags to you know notebooks um you know funky pencils and cool erasers and everything and you know I'm, I'm able to oh. to give that to children um and to families who were not able um or who didn't who did not have the means to purchase the, the school supplies for their children that's amazing that that's super beneficial I'm so happy you're out there doing that Yes. Are you able to directly give the supplies you collect to the children or is it more like they're able to pick it up somewhere? Nope. So um, 
this last summer, um, I was actually able to directly um, hand it to the children and to the families. So, you know, it, it was amazing to see the smiles yeah. on their faces, you know, and especially um, the the smaller children, you know, because the, the backpacks are, you know, they have characters. So it was, yeah, it was very, very exciting and amazing to see that. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite service work is absolutely with children as well. Like you said, their smiles are just so rewarding and, you know, just helping, helping the next generation be successful, especially like what you're doing with education is fabulous. So great work. Definitely keep it up. I think that'll be very good for Miss Massachusetts USA. Yes, Um, yes, it definitely will be. But since you mentioned Give With Love, your unestablished nonprofit, can you tell us more about that in depth? I think that's something our listeners would be really interested in. Yes. So um, Give With Love, um, even though it is something that I came up with um, two years ago, um, it's still, you know, the beginning stages, I just want to make sure that I, you know, put everything together correctly and I, and that I establish it yep. the right way. Um, so I'm looking probably in like a couple months, um, to actually, um, launch it. Yeah. Um, and you know, make it official <laughs> through the oh, state of Massachusetts yes. for sure. Um, but yeah, to give with love, um, its mission, you know, like I mentioned before, um, it's to provide the necessary resources, um, and service um, to low-income families, you know, single mothers, single fathers, um, to children, and individuals who are you know, currently homeless or just simply struggling. Um, in the near future, I do, um, well, I am looking forward to hosting workshops, you know, going from financial literacy to, um, you know, even bullying, um, you know, because it's it is within the whole social work field, and you know, just the experiences that I had with it as well, and um, you know, and just empowering um, other individuals to you know even to look at the light at the end of the tunnel, um, even though they are going through something temporary, and you know, it may seem like it's you know like if they're never going to get out of that rut, um, just affirming and just you know, assuring to them that, you know, this is just temporary and, you know, we are here to help and we're here to connect you to the community resources and programs and, you know, things that you can definitely benefit from. Wow. That is so impressive. And I'm so excited for you to finally be launching that. Yes. I I can't wait. You know, again, it's, it's been some time in the making and, you know, actually just putting it all together. So couple months it'll it'll definitely be official that is so exciting I hope I can support you with that in some way I go to Massachusetts sometimes Um, awesome yes so I think that leads me to wondering what can people do to help assist you in the nonprofit will there be like mentorship opportunities for people to volunteer with your nonprofit things like that yes yes for sure so that is something that um I am going to be putting together to, you know, have individuals who have the skills and the knowledge, um, you know, either within like the financial world, you know, creating a business, um, you know, in fields like that um, to, you know, come volunteer their time to mentor the, the individuals who are, 
you know, receiving the help from, from give with love, you know, it's just all about, you know, helping them to become self-sufficient and being able to know where to go or like what to do and gain those skills as well. Well, this seems like something you're super passionate about. So what drove you to even want to create something like this? Because this is incredible. And you've been really dedicated to it for the past couple of years. And it seems to have such a big future ahead of it. Yes, it does. So, okay. So I created it. Um, one, because of the the things that I went through, um, you know, just growing up as a child and seeing the struggles um, of, you know, my mom not not being able to make ends meet sometimes. Um, and also through that, you know, a little bullying, um, you know, came when when I would go to school. Um, there were aspects of, you know, people were just making fun of me, whether from the clothes that I was wearing or, you know, shoes. Um, but, you know, my mom definitely, you know, did her best to, you know, stay, stay up to date, <laughs> you know, with, yeah. with the new trends. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, and, you know, I, as I grew up, um, you know, I've just always served others, um, and always gave back. So I was like, you know, like, I gotta, I have to do something. I have to fulfill my passion. I have to, you know, like make the, like make myself available, um, to others in a larger scale. And my, you know, my boyfriend was definitely, um, someone who, who helped me, um, a lot. And, you know, just even having that, that, that mindset and that goal, um, and, you know, wanting to, to create a nonprofit um, organization. So, you know, and that's why I created Give With Love, you know, so that, you know, I'm, we're making ourselves available to those who, who are in need, um, just because of the adversities that I went through. That's so incredible. And I hope, you know, our listeners, if you're listening by the time this has been already launched as a nonprofit, I hope you can give back in any way you can. I'm sure she'll have some great resources um, on her Instagram or website for Give Love uh, just to get other people involved, even if you're not in Massachusetts. And I think that would be amazing because this is incredible and it's something that's super relevant, especially in the United States right now. So Right. I'm very, I'm very Not happy for sure. that you have done all this work. I'm very impressed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked a little bit about your aspirations with your nonprofit, but do you have anything else that you aspire to do? Yeah. So, I mean, working um, throughout, you know, um, you know, working with the Department of, of Transitional Assistance, I mean, I am looking to, to, to grow um, within yeah. the, the department. And, you know, especially now that I'm, I will be going back to school to get my um, MSW. Um, I, I definitely want to do that, but, you know, on, on the side, um, I'm, I'm actually studying um, to become a real estate agent just so that I can incorporate the real estate portion of it. Um, and, you know, like the real estate investing into give with love that way, you know, eventually I will be able to, um, you know, purchase buildings or just purchase properties and make that um, uh, um, accessible and available to low-income families and to to individuals. That's incredible. I'm so happy you've already started working on that. And congratulations for starting to further your education as well. 
I applaud anyone who, you know, goes beyond just the standard four years of high school and things like that. That's incredible, especially as, you know, a woman in today's society. Right. And, and I know I've, you know, it's, it's, it's been a couple years since I've graduated, you know, from, from my bachelor's, but you know, I'm, I am, I'm ready to, to, you know, to, to conquer this and we'll just see. Well, we are all wishing you the best of luck with that. I'm sure it'll go amazing because you seem to be very passionate and experienced. And I think those traits will absolutely carry you through. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So that kind of segued in to, you know, being a woman in today's society. So one of the questions we had talked about before even coming on to this recording today was, have you experienced situations where you were treated differently because you're a woman? Right. And, and yes, um, I mean, I, I have it and especially being Latina, you know, yeah. um, and it, it, it has not been easy. Um, but I definitely do say that, you know, even us, as women, um, you know, we definitely need to continue to, you know, step into these amazing, you know, career roles, um, and, you know, keep doing what we're doing and just support each other. Um, and you know, how men are the ones who usually like invest, um, in businesses or, you know, invest in someone. Yeah. I, I do want to continue to see more women investing in other women, in order for, you know, for, for us to, to keep growing, to grow. Um, but it has not been, it has not been easy, especially in the work fields. Um, you know, unfortunately it, I have seen, and it, you know, been through it. Um, men are the ones who hold that, you know, that, that role. (laughs) And it's very tough to try and, you know, to, you know, per se, um, to interview for, for that position or to even make, um, you know, like to even make my voice heard. And sometimes, you know, I just gotta, I put my foot down and, you know, you kind of have to see that, you know, fierce side of me, but you know, it, it, (laughs) it does the job. And, you know, I, I eventually, you know, gain that, gain that, that respect. And that's amazing because, you know, you are a pageant title holder, a local title holder, and being a female in pageantry, no matter what age you are, pageants teach confidence. And that's something as a woman in society, we have to have, like you said, you have to put your foot down, you have to be your own advocate to kind of make it in this world right now and although that is unfair and that men don't understand what that feels like necessarily it's something that pageants teach and that's one of the reasons why I love what pageantry teaches nowadays so much right no I I totally agree yeah I'm so happy you brought that all up as well because on this podcast usually we talk about just gender inequality in STEM just because that's on brand with me because I'm into medicine and whatnot and science. Um, But I'm happy that you mentioned other specific examples like interviewing for a job and investments and things like that um, because there's gender inequality everywhere. And although it has gotten significantly better over many, many decades, 
it's still something that's, you know, evolving in different ways and we're still seeing it in society. And although it has become pretty normalized, it shouldn't be. And that's why I'm working to change it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Same. Yeah. <laughs> same. You know, just just going for you know whatever it takes. You know, yeah. we as women, we, you know, we just we just gotta keep our confidence up. Don't let anyone, you know, knock it down and keep pushing forward for sure. Yeah. And keep climbing. <laughs> yeah. And stand up for what we believe in as well. I think exactly. That's a big- that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, and I mean, you know, un- unfortunately I am not involved, <laughs> you know, in, in STEM, Yeah. but you know, I, I, I do believe that, um, we do need more women, um, you know, and, and young girls to start thinking about that and, you know, to, to join the, the STEM world, um, and just continue to make an impact. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, currently it's only 24% of people in all of wow. STEM are women. So it's less wow. than a quarter. So that's pretty low because of course the remaining it percentage is. is all men, which if you think about, you know, I've talked with engineers and people like that who are women and doctors and they're like, I'll be in the office or I'll be in my workspace and I'll be the only woman there like on an average day. And that's crazy to me because, you know, as a patient or someone, you know, that needs science, math, anything, resources, you know, it's nice to have all sorts of different people to look up to and relate to. And just having diversity versus all, you know, white men or whoever it may be. Right. Or just, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. We're going to embrace everyone for their differences and, you know, Mm -hmm. just be more inclusive as a whole. And I'm happy that things are starting to look up with that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Just definitely have to keep pushing. (laughs) Yeah. Keep advocating for sure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you mentioned experiencing some situations um, where you were treated differently because you were a Latina woman. Are you comfortable sharing any specific stories or memories? Do not feel any pressure at all. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh boy, there's been a couple. Yeah. Um, definitely when I was working with a company, um, and we were having a staff meeting and, you know, it, it was probably, um, just, you know, white, um, white folks there. And I was the only Latina. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I, you know, I still, you know, I still sat in the meeting, you know, with my head high, but, um, no one, no one was listening to, to what I was saying. Um, and I did have to excuse, um, excuse myself from, from the meeting. And, you know, I, I just, you know, I cried, you know, I let my emotions out, but I came back and I was like, you know what, you know, like, no, you're, going to say what you're going to say and you're going to have them listen. Um, but it's, it's, it, it was very uncomfortable, but yeah. once, you know, I just reassured myself, I affirmed myself and, you know, after, um, you know, I spoke up, um, you know, then, you know, everything started easing, <laughs> easing its yeah. way, but, you know, it, it just, it's, it's really disappointing. Um, you know, like the, the levels that I, I had to take, you know, just to be heard. 
Yeah, uh, that's a great that point was... to bring up. I'm so sorry that mm-hmm. happened to you. No, no, you, you know, and, oh. and I mean, it, every, you know, every experience, every situation, it's, it's a learning one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm For happy sure. you went back in there because I'm sure you had very important stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I, I was like, oh, you, like, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, you know, like no one is, no one's going to pay attention to me, but I was oh. like, you no, like you need to get back in there, speak louder you know, speak up and just voice, use your voice. Yeah. And that, that makes me think um, of my public speaking class. We, we addressed all sorts of things in it that are related, but not exactly public speaking. And one of the things we touched on for a couple of classes was listening. And this is in dual enrollment college class. So it's um, pretty fast paced and whatnot. But we talked about the listening process and, you know, active listening skills and stuff that might seem obvious. But once you start to observe it in everyday life, you realize that people aren't always actively listening. (laughs) Um, And so I think it would be really neat to be teaching that to men who are in college or even high school, just incorporating in the education system or especially for men who are involved in STEM as well or like business um, just so they can understand like you know we have to actively listen you know turn your ears on make that eye contact you know things like that and I think it's really important and I think it'd be great to incorporate into education for men just to you know be teaching them because maybe they don't even realize what they're doing exactly and I actually like um the a point that you brought up of um like what um like actually looking at the person (laughs) it seems so that is so right but it it but it it's it's so important and it holds it has that is a great point yeah and once your Mm -hmm. eyes are there the rest of your body becomes engaged your shoulders are turned towards them your ears are listening you know you're not talking because you you see that their mouth is moving and you know that eye contact everything else just falls into place almost naturally and so right yeah I would love to see that being done just so everyone feels validated especially in the workspace exactly right yeah I agree um, so I'd love to talk a little bit about bullying if you'd like. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so did you have any experiences in middle school or high school? Yeah. So my experiences um, of being bullied um, took place in when I was in elementary and middle school. Oh, that's pretty um, young. Not, yes. Yeah. yeah um, not so much in high school. I mean, I went to, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Um, I went to an art school and, you know, I, I, you know, everyone got along, um, everyone's on the same page. Um, But yeah, it it was more um, elementary school and middle school. So during um, elementary, um, I actually, um, my anxiety was really, really bad um, due to an unfortunate event that happened um, to me. And because of that, um, I, I got, uh, they call it a a tick syndrome. It's 
kind of sort of like Tourette's syndrome. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, I was never diagnosed with Tourette's, but um, it was a tick syndrome. So yeah. I would make um, a lot of, you know, crazy movements um, with my face. And, you know, the, the kids would, would make fun of me um, because of that. And it was, you know, I was young. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't fun at all, um, you know, to have other yeah. people make fun of you. But, um, you know, eventually, I mean, I, I learned how to not pay attention, um, to just ignore them. You know, it's something that just all of a sudden, you know, came up because of, of the unfortunate events and I had to, to live with that. Um, but, you know, as, as time went on, um, I was able to control it, you know, through um, meditation and just making sure that my anxiety level um, was low, you know? Yeah. Um, and then when I went into middle school, um, I actually went to Suffield Middle. Um, that's in Connecticut. And it's a um, mm-hmm. prominent, just white um, you know, so I did not have the things that they had. So because of that, um, you know, they, they did bully me, they made fun of me. Um, and, you know, like, I would go back home and, you know, tell my mom, well, they have this, like, why don't we have this? And, you know, and, and that's because it, it was, it was very hard um, for us to make ends meet. But, um, you know, as time went on, you know, I started making friends, um, with, with, with the other students and that helped me. Um, and that also helped, um, the bullying to, to decrease. Um, so did your friends yeah. uh, stand up for you? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's they great. Did. So it was, yes, yes. It was, it was, it was very amazing. Um, what they, what they did for me and what they helped, you know, um, and the way that they helped. Well, and happy things and, seem to get better. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm happy things seem to get better. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, by maybe like um half halfway 7th grade. Yeah. Um you know, things started, you know, getting a whole lot better. Um you know, there was just, you know, still a couple like um instances here and there, but other than that, yeah. it, it wasn't as bad from when, you know, from when um I had began. And then yeah, yeah you know, I I made friends. Um they were amazing. Um, they made middle school fun <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I went on to high school and then everything, you know, no, no bullying there. So I think what I wanted to ask you about your elementary bullying was, was there any school or teacher intervention while the bullying was happening or did it, you know, was it pretty much left up to your, like your parents and you to govern? Exactly. Uh, yes. Um, there were no intervention, you know, no um, yeah. intervening at all. Um, no teachers stepped in. Aww. They just let it happen. And, you know, and, and my mom had to come and, you know, come into the school and, <laughs> you know, make, make points, you know, to the principal yeah. and everything. Um, but other than that, yeah, no, it, 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 there was no intervening at all. Um, That's really hard when you're that young. Right. No, it, it is. And, um, I actually know someone, um, dear to my heart. Um, she was bullied, um, in middle school 
And same thing. There was no support, you know, at, at you know, this time um, I was um, in high school. So a whole lot older and I tried helping, you know, um, we tried getting the board of ed, um, the um, board of ed superintendent, like everyone involved. And they just didn't, they did not step in. And it was very, very sad to see the, the things that they were doing to her. And, you know, t- to me, it's like, you know, why, why, why do they let these things happen? You know, yeah. like, why isn't there more that is being done? Yeah. And that's why my national pageant system started brave building respect and values for everyone acronym to have all the state title holders across the United States in each age division working towards, you know, spreading that message and providing schools and young children with the resources to combat bullying. And it's been amazing to see what everyone's been doing. Um, The main event that I see is title holders going into elementary classes and doing brave presentations, which are anti-bullying interactive presentations that our organization has helped us, you know, with activities and books and whatnot to do with that. But it's also been great to see girls um, who have won the national title publishing children's books regarding brave and anti-bullying and things like that. Yeah, the current Miss Collegiate America has her book, Bryn the Brave, on Amazon, which is an incredible accomplishment for, for, um, you know, someone who's in college, a nice young lady. And, you know, I started my own podcast as a way to be unique and combine it with my own personal passions and, you know, hit a whole new audience of older people than just, you know, these elementary children. But either way, I like that, you know, we're working towards this. This Miss High School America organization is a little bit newer. So I don't think it was around when you were in elementary school, but I hope that, you know, we can change the future for all of those who, you know, are in elementary school, so they don't have to go through what we all have had to. Right. Or, you know, or, or even become, you know, or even bully someone else. It's definitely important to, to learn and to teach them. Yeah. Because, you know, some people don't even realize that they can be a bully, especially if they do have something like money or they're male and, you know, it doesn't even occur to them maybe until years later that what they did was really exactly. hurtful. And right. what, I talk, mm-hmm. what I talked about on other episodes with guest speakers is how it sticks with people and you don't forget, you know, does. maybe something mm-hmm. happened to you in kindergarten, but that one minute of one thing that someone said can stay with you the rest of your life. Exactly. And, no, and it, that's it does. super impactful. That can change a lot about your life. You know, Mm -hmm. like if someone picked on your hair, you might change it or, you know, other things that aren't physical, like your intelligence. If someone says you're not smart, then maybe you won't even go to college or, you know, you might just give up on your dreams or other things like that. And that's that's really tricky because, you know, that's not helping other people be successful. That's not empowering those around us. No, it's just bringing them down. Yeah. You can't have that. <laughs> no, absolutely to, not. <laughs> you know, feel empowered to be empowered and, you know, to, to empower other people as well as, you know, through, through their experiences um, and through, through their skills. Definitely yeah. That empowerment. 
Yeah. So I talked about what I've been doing with Brave and what other title holders have been doing with Brave. Um, but what are some things you think should be done with regards to bullying prevention? It's a big question. <laughs> it, it, it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I mean, hmm. but I would definitely would probably want to like see like who you know to to bring it okay if sorry if, if bullying um were happening to some you know to to a loved one or to someone that you yeah. know and nothing is being done like within the school like like who else or like what can be done to uh, you know make that you know to make it known and you know for yeah. for an action to be done you know that i think that would you know definitely be um information and and resource to definitely to definitely know but other than that I mean sounds like you know you guys are 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 doing what you have to do and you know making it into you know not only within like your town or within your state but in a national level you know to make you know to make these things available to everyone and it's great you know especially teaching you know young young age elementary school aged kid you know children yeah our future generations for sure exactly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure you know I definitely with my podcast I definitely wanted to make sure I'm hitting not only young women but anyone else who's interested in listening who's you know already involved in STEM as a female or a male or anyone um just to also be touching this older audience, although I still am working with the elementary level, I think it's important to be hitting everyone because bullying can be experienced at all ages, like we were talking about. Um, Not exactly. And And even in the workplace. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It can be. And, you know, that's hard, especially as an adult, because, you know, you don't have a mom. Well, you still have a mom, but (laughs) you don't. You You need to advocate for yourself. Like, and and, and it can, you know, be tough. Can definitely, as a woman as well. Yeah, it can be, especially if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, being targeted by a group and you don't have a friend to come in and help you out. Because it seems like in middle school, it took you a while to even find some good friends um yes so (laughs) you know we don't always have people to kind of save us per se and so Mm -hmm. it's great to have some other tools in your back pocket especially if you're more shy and unable to be super assertive right yeah for sure definitely agree So before I have you go, is there anything else you'd like to bring up? Any final words or advice? You know, um, it simply, you know, if you're going through any type of bullying um, or, you know, discrimination or, you know, just going through, through a tough time, I mean, don't be afraid to reach out, Um, you know, reach out to to anyone really, and, you know, get the supports needed. Um, I do live by in two models, actually, um, you know, don't, don't let your past define your future. And also, um, it's not how you start, but it's how, it's how you finish. And, you know, it's, we are living 
every day trying to to make an impact. That's incredible. I'm so happy you shared those with us. I think those are great yes. closing closing words to, you know, wrap up everything you shared with us today and the stories that you told. And so I'm happy you brought both of those up. No, yes. Thank you. And, you know, and again, <laughs> thank you so much for, for having me speak. You're so <laughs> welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming here. I <laughs> am so honored to have you, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Of course. I wish you the best of luck competing at Miss Massachusetts USA. I think you will do absolutely amazing. You are so gorgeous and you know, <laughs> inside and out for sure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You of are course. too. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking you. forward to, you know, to, to follow you in, in, in your journey and, you Aww. know, see the change that, that you make. Thank you. Um, I'll let you plug your Instagram right now if you'd like. Yes. So um, my Instagram is Maria underscore Isabel underscore Rodri. So M-A-R-I-A underscore I-S-A-B-E-L underscore R-O-D-R-I. You can definitely follow me and I'll follow you back. Perfect. Make sure you go check out her content. She has great stuff coming out all the time. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening to episode eight of the podcast, Brave X Empower. Make sure you go follow us on Instagram at Brave X Empower and be sure to go on to Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts to listen to all future episodes of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.